Do you always compare yourself negatively to others? Are you afraid of making mistakes? Do you try to live up to other people's expectations? And do you often find yourself procrastinating? Then you might very well be a perfectionist. Many people think that perfectionists are the perfect people and nothing could be further from the truth. Constantly setting relentless standards upon ourselves and others can have a significant impact on our well-being, leading to frustration, stress, worry and a constant fear of failure. Fear of failing ourselves, fear of failing others. The problem with perfectionism is that we will never be happy with what we achieve because we dismiss any achievements that we have been working hard for. Welcome to I'm a Perfectionist, Get Me Out of Here. I'm Eileen Webb and in the past nine years, I've helped hundreds of women overcome anxiety and distress, gain confidence and feel more empowered to live happier lives. In this series, I will be interviewing the suffering as well as the recovering perfectionists to gain insight to the problems that the rigid perfectionist thinking can cause and discuss the tools and techniques that will help overcome perfectionism and take control of your life. This week, our guest is a recovering perfectionist and an author of the Ultimate Retirement Preparation Formula, 11-Step Action Plan to Live a Healthy, Wealthy, Happy and Fulfilled Retirement Program, Milan Schwarzkopf. He is an engineer, PhD, an MBA and an accredited coach. Milan has been purposefully preparing himself for decades for the retirements in which he currently is, overcoming procrastination on his way. Thank you so much for agreeing uh, to be uh, here today, Milan, um, and welcome. I thank you for inviting me. <laughs> um, well, today is really all about perfectionism and how perfectionism has been affecting you in your life, um, trying to get the things perfect. Uh, so I just wanted to ask you first, how would you how would you describe perfectionism and, and and what it means to you? Actually, I have been perfectionist for most of my life. Mm. Being originally a technician, electrotechnician, mm-hmm. and a scientific worker, I wanted to have everything perfect, everything perfect prepared, not mm. with any detail. Mm, so, so for you, it was important to get everything perfect within your work. Yes, it was. Mm, and and if if it wasn't perfect, what would that mean? What would that, happen then? That I would get uh, critique. Even maybe my work would not be approved or mm. certificated. Mm-hmm. And only if I originally, if I received a critique, I took it personal, which I now know is. Not the best thing, but <laughs> it was most of my life. Yeah, that's quite amazing, isn't it? How actually looking at it from a different perspective, when critique comes, you if you're not aware, you just go, oh, that's that's coming at me personally. They're boom, 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 shooting at me, where it's in fact about that work that you were doing and not about you. Um, 
And and so how would you, do you have, would you, if I say, what is perfectionism for you? How would you, in your world, how would you describe it? What is it for you, do you think? In my last world or present world? Um, in, in, in the past, you know, how, how do you see, well, if you're still affected by perfectionism, how would you describe, you know, how would you describe it if you were to put it on Oxford Dictionary? Perfectionism, what is it? <laughs> Not being happy unless everything is, wow. unless all details are done. Wow, that's that's quite an amazing description. So not being happy unless everything is done perfectly. Yeah. Okay. And what areas? So you mentioned that you um, you you wanted everything to be perfect and you didn't like to be criticized at work. So was it only the work life? Was it on your work life that was affected by your perfectionist thinking? Or was it other areas of your life that you found, you know, in your private life um, that you found affected by perfectionism? It was uh, definitely both. I, I think to say if my professional life at that time was mm -hmm affected positively or negatively. It's hard to say. My previous work probably couldn't be done without at least certain amount of, of perfectionism. Mm. In private life, in private relationships, perfectionism is generally damaging. Mm. And has it been for you? Has it been damaging for you in your private life? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, okay. Um, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, so, what do you think it came from, Milan? Where, how, how do you think you learned it? Um, it's a question to what degree it has been learned and to what degree I, it has been inherited. Uh -huh. Nurture or nature uh, or both. Yeah. It's, it's you know, um, I guess... It's looking at your reflection, perhaps, upon that. Uh, you know, actually, I am an introvert. And my, uh -huh. heart, my heart is a technician. Uh -huh. So this may be the combination of those two makes a clear prerequisite for perfectionism. Mm. Which then doesn't work well in uh, uh, relationships with other people. It works well in technical work, uh -huh. not with people. How did you find? How did you find in your relationships? How did it affect your private life and your relationships? Perfectionism. How, one of the impacts of perfectionism in work is that you are trying to do your work, your business, as best as possible. Mm -hmm. Probably neglect the other aspects of your life, mm. which probably eventually, at least to some part, 
led to my first divorce. Okay, so what, did you did you have any expectations? Were your expectations also high from for, from your wife, for example, um, in 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 your private life? Did you did you find that was also affected, or did you think that your wife had high expectations of you or your parents? Because with perfectionism, we also there you know there are different ones and. We can also be affected by thinking what others are expecting of us. That could be your family or your your you know your parents or your wife or yes, but not only. No. I first I have had high expectations of my life of my wife, of course higher than she was able to meet. Mm. Yes, and I must admit, I have devoted most of my effort and time to work at the mm -hmm. and probably not taking care enough of her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Thank you very much for sharing that. So um, that actually really kind of brings us to, to our next question. You mentioned that your wife definitely was affected by your perfectionist thinking with your ex high expectations of her, um, which then, you know, at the end ended up in a, in a divorce. Um, any, anybody else that you think around you is affected by your perfectionist thinking, your perfectionist mind? If we are to speak about the current situation... Yeah, you can say current, past... It's it's completely up to you, whichever one you would like to bring up. May I provide somewhat more broad response with some thoughts behind? Please do. You, you may provide anything you like. It's just really lovely to hear your take on this. After some life incidents, after some changes, even after retiring, mm -hmm. Somewhat changed my direction. I much more started to be interested in uh, soft skills. Mm -hmm. Became a certified coach. Mm -hmm. I have uh, gone through one very interesting training. Sherzat mm Shamin, -hmm. positive intelligence, which appeals to me much. And Sherzat is saying something like, each of us have a sage in our mind and saboteurs. Saboteurs are causing negative emotions. Sage is causing positive emotions. There is one dominant saboteur who is a judge, who is judging yourself, others, or situations. All this leading to negative emotions. Mm -hmm. There are nine accomplished saboteurs. One of them is perfectionist. Mm -hmm. And all these saboteurs are very clever. They are trying to say that they are right, that you cannot succeed without being, without judging everyone, without being perfectionist. Mm -hmm. As the mm -hmm. truth is that you don't have to. If you are not that 100% perfectionist, you can achieve even more. Yeah. So it needs considerate uh, thinking of sage, to what level of perfectionism you want to have, 
and what's uh, what's damaging yeah yeah so so in one hand you can act, uh, so what you're saying is you can have personal growth you can learn and grow uh, and that's that's healthy that's good because we can learn and grow every day however if we have this rigid thinking and that everything or certain things have to be perfect then we're putting all this pressure and lots of negative thinking um one of the saboteurs <laughs> in our head going everything has to be perfect or you're useless yeah i think yes that's recognizable that sound isn't it you have to do it perfect or you are a failure you know yes yes and i would even say that uh, if you are trying to be perfect in one part of your life you probably neglect some other important parts of your life yeah so yeah. you have to be perfect everywhere mm-hmm. I you don't you should try not to make big mistakes anywhere mm-hmm. you can afford smart mistakes mm-hmm. you should take care of all aspects of your life and, and handle it to some level of satisfaction and some level of perfectionism but not too high yeah yeah fantastic thank you for those wise words um so can you now going to you know changing it, the subject a little bit to the funny parts um has your perfectionism been ever funny um yeah i know that this is kind of a strange question but for example one of my Uh, one of my colleagues who had this ocd like perfectionism everything has to be in a certain order in a set, in a perfect way and her family um to tease her uh, if she has been grumpy or something just to tease and annoy her they would come and change all the looks of the glasses and they would all laugh um anything anything that you can think of that ever has been funny about your perfectionism i don't remember but ironically i can say another example uh-huh. in my present situation i can see my lady partner is perfectionist even uh-huh. i can see it and even i find it funny somehow <laughs> looking at it I, i i think that's quite amazing as well that you know, you look at it and you say oh i know what's happening here yeah, <laughs> yeah. so as recovering perfectionists we can find that funny <laughs> and you know when, how so how did you cope when you have not achieved the the level of perfectionism you know level of things that that you felt should be or when other people that you thought they should be like this or like this they should be at this level and when they didn't achieve it what was what was going through your mind and 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 your body and your emotions how was that for you when you think back when how did you cope it was negative it was uh, hard yeah yeah it has caused many disputes yeah yeah so 
So if you would think about the cost of being perfectionism, you mentioned earlier, you said, well, if you are perfectionist in one area of your life and you focus a lot on that, then you kind of start slipping in the other areas of your life. Is there a cost of, of, of being a perfectionist? Is there a higher cost? There are probably several kinds of costs. One is <clears throat> your negative emotions. Mm -hmm. Second might be you may reach your goals, you probably will reach your goals, but at the expense of uh, excessive effort. Mm. Too much effort, which very often is not needed. Mm. And third cost is probably you neglect some important parts of your life because you devote too much effort to this one part. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that's, that's a shame, isn't it? Putting so much effort into one thing and that what you lose is higher than what you gain. Because there is the... There's also the productivity curve, isn't there? There is, there is a certain, certain amount of productivity you get to and then your productivity starts going down. You don't actually get any better. Um, and what you're doing doesn't actually improve because of the focus starting to go down again. Um, oh, when you have mentioned this, there is even an economical theory behind this. It is called law of diminishing return. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah, I'm sure it's the same thing, the, uh, the curve of productivity. So, um, so you mentioned that now you're a lot more aware and that you can even see that in other people and sometimes that that feels quite funny when you can see what's happening with other people. What have you, what have you changed? What did you decide to change about yourself in order to be, and how did you see that in order to be your happier self? It was a long process. First of all, I realized many years ago mm. that did not devote my effort only to technical things, mm -hmm. but to soft skills, to relationships, to people. Mm -hmm. Started to read books from this area, watching webinars, and all this ended when I retired. I didn't have to concentrate on any technical work anymore. Mm -hmm. My hobbies. Mm -hmm. I decided to study how to be a coach, so I became a certified coach. Mm -hmm. Started to study some associated techniques like that I have mentioned before from Shirzat Shamin, positive intelligence. So it was a long, long road. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and so as you as you went learning and reading and joining the webinars you have kind of gained awareness as in what was happening? Is that, is that the case? Yes, yes. So you actually have changed the way you look at things and the way you feel and the way you behave after you have retired. So you lived a life many, many years 
of being perfectionist and putting all that pressure on yourself and disputes and negative emotions. And after you have retired, you have decided, actually, I'm going to start looking at some books and webinars and then went, hmm, oh, yes, I can change. Is that, is that what happened? So you were able to change? Yes, but I'm not sure if this was a, a correlation or coincidence. Mm -hmm. so it was at the, roughly at the same time when I retired, mm -hmm. but it may not be the cause. It simply happened in parallel. Yeah, but I think it shows, it shows even more that we are not set in our rigid ways, that we can choose to change the things that are not serving us whenever in our lives. Again, you know, this is, there is a theory behind that. Uh -huh. Neuroplasticity. Yes. Considered to be one of the biggest uh, inventions of modern psychology. Exactly. Something like anyone can change in any age based on one assumption. He must want to do so. Yeah. 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 And so people who think, well, that's just the way I am. Um, I'm a warrior or I'm a perfectionist or um, I, I'm a depressed person. I am this. Um, there is a way when there is a will. As long as you want that change. Exactly. As long as the things are not serving you anymore, you can actually um, create that change. You can, and it's your choice. It's your life, your choice. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. That's absolutely amazing. Very <laughs> inspirational. Really inspirational, Milan. Thank you. So is there anything that you think we haven't covered um, you think is important um, or worth mentioning? Um, and what would you recommend to, to the audience who are dealing with negative effects of perfectionism? Regarding uh, perfectionism, I would generally recommend if you want to change, uh, find a coach. That's a good start. Mm -hmm. Discuss it with somebody, find a good coach. And you will see. Mm. And regarding retirement preparation, <laughs> there is much more to it. <laughs> in that case, you should prepare maybe 10, 15 years in advance and take care of all aspects of preparation, which I cover in my course. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. So, uh, Milan Schwarzkopf, and uh, in case you have about, uh, you know, 15 to 20 years away from you, or you might think you're quite young uh, and you don't need to think about retirement, but it's best to start in a good time. Things can, yeah, so that you can build up. But, uh, but Milan can always help you. Uh, with that uh, and you can find his details as well uh, Milad Shratskov uh, so um, and one, just one last thing before you go uh, 
Milan, uh, you mentioned that uh, uh, that you found uh, it was when there was a will, there was a way to change. And would you then um, say that the coach? I was I was thinking there's you know um, Les Brown said the other day he said when you are in the frame you cannot see the picture. And when you are in the box, you cannot read the label. So finding a coach is is actually helpful. That helps you see that what's you know what's what's um, what's what, what the picture is. So you can you can uh, have help to see the clear picture, uh, even though you're inside the frame. So, and they help you take yourself out of that frame and look at it from a different side, different perspective. So, um, definitely, I agree with you uh, about finding a therapist or a coach to help you out if you want to change. Anything else you want to add, Milan? Not, probably not. No. Yeah? Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much. It's been so enlightening and absolutely amazing um, to listen to your story and how you have overcome perfectionism. Thank you for taking part in today's podcast. Hey, thank you. It was thank very interesting. Thank you. All the best. Thank you for joining us in I'm a Perfectionist, Get Me Out of Here podcast. I'm Eileen Webb and I'm passionate about helping women discover their inner strength, confidence, and feel more empowered to live happier lives. If you enjoyed this episode, please do leave stars and a review. Help me spread the word by sharing this with your friends and family. You can also check out our website, mindandmood.co.uk. Join us in two weeks' time again, when we dive deep into the life of another perfectionist and discuss their insight as well as tips and tools to overcome anxiety and distress to live the life you want. Thank you again, and remember, imperfect action is better than perfect inaction. Bye for now.